Uh, what's amazing about this service, uh, Senior Sunday, is so awesome because we get to hear the word brought from our students. Um, and the theme this morning uh, is in kind of in continuity with what they talked about on the couch. Um, the couch peeps talked about what does it mean, uh, what's, a, what's an important part of your faith journey. And students uh, this morning are going to share um, who is Jesus to them and how did they learn about following him. I'm going to invite Catalina Clark up to the stage as our first speaker. So give her a nice welcome around of applause. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Catalina Clark, and I just graduated from Wren Catholic High School, and I'm going to be going to UC Davis next year um, for Studio Art in Sustainable Environmental Design. Was that, when I was in second grade, my teachers began to notice that I was struggling in school. I had a hard time focusing in class, I couldn't read or do the math problems, and I was overall just falling behind. I can vividly remember all the kids around me reading these thick books like Harry Potter, and I could still barely read Dr. Seuss. I felt so ashamed that I would get these big, thick picture books and cover the, the uh, title pages in like brown paper bags because I didn't want people to know that I couldn't read. I was falling behind, and I was not able to do what the other kids were doing. So I got tested for learning disabilities, and I found out that I have visual and auditory processing disorders. And I know that sounds like a lot, and maybe something that you've never heard of, but it's really similar to dyslexia. The way my mind processes information is unique, and that makes language and reading and math difficult. After I got diagnosed, I started do do doing tutoring five days a week after school, and for the summer between second and third grade, I did summer school five days a week, five hours a day to learn to read. And I continued doing tutoring five days a week, every day until high school. In fact, the second semester of senior year was the first time I didn't use a tutor. I worked really, really hard in school, and I found ways to use that what many see as a weakness as my strength. Once I had a reason and an understanding of why I was struggling, my shame started to dissipate. My parents instilled in me that thinking differently is not a bad thing, and it's not anything to be ashamed of. In fact, they showed me that my learning differences are actually some of my greatest strengths. My learning disability taught me how to work hard, self-advocate, stay dedicated, and be confident in who I am. Because school has always been difficult for me, I searched for passions outside of it, which led me to art and to the outdoors. If I didn't have learning differences, I wouldn't know what I wanted to do with my life or what I wanted to major in in college. If I didn't have visual and auditory processing disorders, then I wouldn't be the same person that I am today. Corinthians, verse four, or Corinthians 4, verse 6. For God, who said, let the light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in, the heart, in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. God turned my darkness of learning disability and shame into a light of confidence and passions. God is what allows for light to shine out of darkness. My point of all of this is that what the world sees as our weaknesses or darkness can be our light and strengths if we view them through the eyes of God. Everyone has their own struggles and weaknesses, but once we recognize them and take ownership of them and work on them, they can become our light. 
This is how Jesus works. Nothing is wasted in the kingdom of heaven. That doesn't mean that our weakness will go away or that they won't be hard. I mean, there are still times I get scared to write on the board because I know I'm going to misspell simple words. But I know inside that God gave me this weakness for a reason. He knew that I would be stronger because of it. He knew that it would allow his light to shine through me onto others. I have learned that he never gives us anything that we can't handle and that our darkness through him can be turned to light. So my question to you is, how can you allow God to turn your weakness into an opportunity for his light to shine through you? And now I'd like to welcome up Ronnie, our next speaker. My name is Ronnie Estrada, and I just graduated from Marin Catholic High School. Um, thank you. Next year, I'll be attending Sonoma State University, where I will study business and hopefully play baseball. And next year, I will also be coming back to help with middle school youth group. To offer your whole life to Jesus, it means to not only be fully committed to his whole life and teachings, but it also means to be fully committed in your belief in him and God. To offer your whole life to Jesus, one must have confidence that Jesus has your back. And if you say yes to him and you offer your whole life to Jesus, it means that with every step or move that you make, you take into consideration your beliefs in him and that you live your entire life trying to be like him. Offering your entire life to Jesus is not an easy thing to do. In the realm of faith, our beliefs can sometimes face challenges that test our resolve and commitment. Because it is impossible to truly be perfect like Jesus, I personally have always been a believer, or at least have been told I was. But it wasn't until later in my life where I realized my true beliefs. I believe that it is essential for each one of us to find Jesus and with his help, form our beliefs around what he has taught us and led us to believe. And that it is okay to not have everything fully figured out. Because in the end, the only one who knows it all is God himself. Which has shaped me to believe this. That one can be told the truth or be told to believe certain things. But if that person doesn't actually believe it and just believes it because they are told to, then their faith is not as strong. But if that person is told these things and uses their experience in life and their spiritual journey to come upon the same conclusions, then that person can truly offer themselves to God and to Jesus. My spiritual reflection is one that has ups and downs. However, in the end, I feel like I have grown and learned so much from my journey and finding Jesus and attempting to offer my entire life to him. My story begins with a strong foundation in the church, which from an early age, I was taught and told all of its teachings and traditions. And for a while, that was all that I knew. I believed it because I was told to believe. But in my life, there came a point where my beliefs had wavered. I had some doubts about my faith, but in those doubts, I was able to find the truth. Because of these doubts, I've been able to relate profoundly to John 20, 27 through 28, which says, then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. This is when Thomas, who was one of Jesus' disciples, had doubted Jesus' resurrection. However, upon seeing him, he realized his mistakes and once again began to believe. In the end, Thomas's initial doubt only fortified his faith as Jesus proved himself in the way that Thomas needed to see it. 
and his own spiritual journey was changed for the better because of it. Like Thomas, once I had my realization that this was real, I was able to solidify my beliefs, and like Thomas, I was able to stop doubting. These beliefs were only strengthened once I joined the youth group at this church. Instantly, I was greeted with an overwhelming sense of community. I felt like I was loved by everyone here, even though it was my first time. This is the same sort of feeling that you get from Jesus himself. He loves everybody equally, regardless of how long you've been on this earth or how well you know him. And that is simply one of the things that this community brought me to realize. I was completely overwhelmed by all the emotion as I witnessed everyone else simply give their life and love to Jesus. Because I was new, I was inspired by everyone and looked up to them. I thought it was so amazing that they were able to so effortlessly offer their lives to Jesus. And I wanted to do the same. Instantly, I became more interested in giving my own life to Jesus. I began to pay more attention in my theology classes and began to look forward to every single Wednesday, where I could come back to this community and once again be overwhelmed by love. This is the foundation of how I began to give my life to Jesus. Because I had others around me who were also trying to do the same, because I had a community, I was able to move forward. This community that has been built at this church is more than amazing, and I believe that with it, we can all start trying to give our full life to Jesus. The importance of community in my journey of faith has been immense and has shaped my will to offer myself to Jesus. My entire journey of faith is not over, but it has led me closer to understanding who Jesus is. Throughout my life, I have learned that Jesus is not only our Lord and Savior, I've learned that he's also our guide. I believe that we can see the way that Jesus lived his life and be inspired and guided to a life more like his. We can see that Jesus was perfect and lived sin-free, and we can use his life as our guide on how to live our own. Not only was Jesus sin-free, but he also possessed the virtues and values that are important for us to possess in order to lead a good life. I know Jesus to be someone who would do the right thing at any given moment, regardless of if it affects him or not. Jesus is selfless and generous, and in a similar way, we can take what Jesus did and ask ourselves, what would Jesus do, as Jesus would then aid us when faced with some of life's many tough choices, and, we, and he will not leave us hanging because Jesus is always there and will never leave us. These are the things that Jesus has taught me that he is. It all ties back together with offering our lives to him. Every single part of my journey and my faith has brought me to this conclusion, and I believe that it is important for all of us to use our faith journeys to arrive at the conclusion that Christ is Lord, he is love, and he is care, and that he would do anything for us. So if Christ would do anything for us, then why wouldn't we be ready to offer our lives and do anything for him? And now I will welcome up Emma Gilmore. Good morning. I'm Emma Gilmore, and I am trying to tell you what I'm doing for college next year, but I can't really remember. I am going to Point Loma Nazarene University um, to double... <laughs> to double major in Christian studies and international development. That's what I wanted to say. Um, and I've been lucky enough to experience the full package when it comes to MCC's youth ministry. My home has been this church, and these people have been my family for long 18 years. I've grown up watching many senior Sundays, and it's always been one of my favorite mornings of the year. I've always wanted to do this, and I am honored to. Well, I've heard these students share over the years, I never thought of myself as having a strong enough relationship with God or a worthy testimony. However, I proved myself wrong over the past couple of months. 
Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I heard this first for the first time in Nicaragua. As many are aware, this trip was very impactful for me. In this country, I was peaceful, I was calm, I was content, and I was full. I was full of fellowship and love and food and laughter and thankfulness and stability. The people I met in Nicaragua had houses with four walls and a tin roof. The instability of their houses is apparent to us as outsiders, but the stability in their hearts and faith is something constructed by God. I saw a kind of faith that I longed for in Nicaragua. I felt so incredibly safe in a country that wasn't my home. I know now that I was stable knowing that there wasn't one thing I needed to worry about because I'm held in the hands of our Lord. I didn't want to leave Nicaragua, but I realized that these feelings that I felt aren't something that stayed back there. And they weren't new, and they've always been held by him. I struggled trusting the Lord um, as asked aspects of my life shifted. In this past year, I've lost loved ones, battled anxiety, and felt unsafe and unstable. However, God has taken his opportunity to place really good people in my life. It seems that every time I fall into this rut of laziness and sadness and isolation, a youth group trip would pull me out of that, and the people here would pull me out of that. I'm going to make it through because I'm standing strong on you is a verse in a song we'll sing later. What a gift it is for us to know that we are being upheld by a power that's unstoppable. And we are governed by a father that is good and we're loved by people here and we're gonna overcome all of our obstacles because we can build our homes in Jesus Christ. This is who I know God to be. Someone who reaches for you, rescues you and comforts you. As I've spent my life believing in Jesus and immersing myself in this church, it's only now that I've really started to trust Jesus with my life. As I've dived into the word and drenched myself with worship music, fellowship, and service recently, my love for Jesus has grown. My anxiety has simmered, my mind is healed, and I've chosen to surrender myself to God and serve him in everything that I do. I no longer underestimate his power because I felt it. So my prayer for this church, and especially our senior class, is to surrender every burden and every success and every worry to Jesus. So let us build our houses in him and live in the goodness of God. Thank you. I'm going to invite the band up so we can continue worshiping, but if you will let me, I'd love to pray for you guys. So. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning, God. Thank you for bringing us all together in fellowship. And um, I thank you for every person here, Lord Jesus, at home or sitting in front of us, God, that um, they know how thankful I am and that we as a group, Lord Jesus, are for um, the ministry that they've given us and the kindness and generosity, Lord Jesus. And I only pray for generations to come, God, that... Um, they will have the same impact by these people, Lord Jesus. So we thank you for them, and we pray that you will bless the rest of our morning, Lord Jesus. Be in this place with us. We love you and praise you, and in your name we do pray. Amen. <laughs>